This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Hello, beloveds. Hopefully you are doing well and you are safe this Wednesday. Oh, Lord, I just don't even know where to start this one. And if I'm truthful, I am dreading even having to talk about this on the Really Riley podcast. This is normally a place where I like to talk about things like my upcoming wedding or my kid or relationship stuff or shopping or working out. But true to the name, I like to keep it real. And what is more real than what's happening in the world right now in the wake of the murder of George Floyd? (sighs) This has been a topic in my household, at work, with friends, on social media, for me and everyone else around the country and the world that has rocked us. And I think the hardest part right now between all of this and I'm not taking away from anyone else's pain. But for me and my understanding of what is going on in the world is the idea, the notion of having to talk to my son, Lyric, about this. Now, Lyric is almost mixed with every color of the rainbow when it comes to race because I am Puerto Rican. Puerto, Puerto Ricans at their core are black, we're Native American, and we're Spanish. You know, and then he is also African-American. He's a black child. You know, so I knew when I was pregnant with Lyric, in some way, shape, or form, I was going to have to talk to him about this. I just didn't think that it would be this early. And maybe it is too early. I don't know. Because I see all these different memes and all these different things about parents talking to their children about racism, and I just can't wrap my brain around that. I just can't even wrap my head around how to give that definition to my sweet little innocent boy. Now, I know that I have to, and I know a lot of people are going to be you know, Riley, you have to. It's a conversation that has to be had. You know, I actually had this conversation with one of my girlfriends. She's a bridesmaid at my wedding. She's African-American. She's, you know, been in Atlanta. That's where I met her for years and years and years. And she's like, it, has to, it absolutely has to come from you. But then I wonder, how do I accomplish that? Because although I am not, you know, Caucasian or white, as they say, and I'm being very careful and trying to be very respectful and PC in the terms that I use right now, but how can I truly understand? You know, I have I experienced certain situations of, you know, people looking at me differently when I, I was younger because I was probably one of three Puerto Ricans in my entire school. Yeah, but never to the extent 
of me fearing for my life because of the color of my skin. I get that part. But I don't know and probably will never know. So how therein do I explain this situation to my son? And I guess it's like navigating all other things in parenting and, you know, navigating raising a little human to try and teach him to be the best that he can be and to be kind all the time. But in that kindness, I also don't want him to be naive. I want him to be aware. I want him to be aware and informed and educated on both sides. It's just so hard to think about it that he's four and a half years old. He's not even half a decade old and this is happening. This has been a crazy year, man. It's been a lot of learning, learning things that like what parent thinks you're going to have to teach your kid at five. That's the job. You know, I feel like it's difficult for me to convey what I need to convey to my kid because even I was learning this week. You know, I originally posted something on Twitter and, you know, just social in general that I ended up having to retract and that I was actually sort of ashamed of because I was trying to convey a message of really being afraid for my biracial son and then my fiancé, my future husband, that is a police officer. Watching all these police officers being dragged in the street, watching the footage of George Floyd, I was very confused and very scared, and I'm not making excuses. I'm literally just speaking from the heart here, that I posted a post and I said, my son is half black, My fiancé is a police officer. Some of my favorite cities in the world are burning. I don't know what to say. I can't say nothing. My Lord, what is happening? I feel like whatever I could say right now could be wrong to someone's ears. What world will my child grow up in? Is my future husband in danger protecting and serving and being one of the, quote, good cops? Please, God, make it stop. And then I included the hashtag, all lives matter. That is where I went horribly wrong. A lot of people called me out on this. A lot of people agreed with me on this. But then I had one friend. She actually used to be an intern for my show. And she very respectfully sent me a text saying that she even debated sending it to me because she liked me as a person. And that she felt like this conversation needed to be had. And I'm so grateful that she did. She pointed out all the reasons why she empathized where I was in my position as a mother and a, as, a, you know, a future wife of a police officer and in a biracial family. You know, my fiance is Korean, you know, so people of color all around. And she just basically explained to me why it was taking away from what the actual issue was right now. This very issue that I am terrified to speak to my son about. And at first, I wasn't defensive, but I wasn't quick to take it down. Then I had a bunch of keyboard warriors in my face at me, coming at me from all angles, just upset at what I had to say. And I'm not talking about the type of situation where you just voice what you have to say. It's like all of the jargon that keyboard warriors and the trolls get behind and have to say. People that don't know me from Adam. And then I called my best friend Carla same one that said I had to have the conversation with 
my son about everything that's happening right now. And I asked her, so let me bounce this off of you. What do you think? Is this offensive to you? Yes, Riley, it is offensive. She's not going to listen to me. I know your heart and I know you would never. It was not your intention. You would never actually give off that vibe that you were trying to diminish anything of anyone else's pain or anyone else's struggle or anything from the Black Lives Matter movement because that would be ridiculous. And she's saying this knowing me for however many years and seeing me through so many different growth moments in my life. And I thought to myself, wow, okay, you know what? Maybe I should just take that down. Because if it's going to hurt someone, if it's going to upset someone, if it's going to take away the meaning of something very important right now, the very thing I'm trying to figure out how to speak to my son about, perhaps that wasn't the smartest move. So I took it down. I sort of like reposted it minus the hashtag and apologized to anyone that I had offended. And that's, you know, a hard thing to do in these situations is to like, back down and understand somebody else's point of view. But at the end of the day, these were people that I love, trust, care about, that I respect. I think it says a lot about the way that we can get things done these days. And maybe that's the way that I need to come across speaking to my kid about it. Just from a sense of love, from a sense of seriousness, from a sense of Not warning, because that doesn't sound right, but just making him aware that sometimes people don't see eye to eye. Sometimes people judge you from the color of your skin just by looking at you, and that kills me. Because I look at my kid, and I see that beautiful quaff on the top of his head, his beautiful, gorgeous, curly hair that right now from the sunlight has a couple of like blonde tips on it his gorgeous hazel eyes, his, his amazing smile. I don't look at a kid that's DNA. Like, I don't look at him as, you're a Puerto Rican child, you're a black child, you're just my child. And I've always thought that way. Again, maybe that's naive. And maybe that's what's wrong with where a lot of people sit. I don't know. I just hope that when the time comes, I can actually talk to my kid from an honest place that doesn't scare him. But we had one lady call in on your morning show this morning, and she said she's Puerto Rican, she's a grandmother, she's engaged to a black man, and, you know, she actually thought this morning of her black grandchildren, do they have a chance? That split my heart in half. Because you want to think as a mother or a grandmother off the top of your dome, your first reaction is, of course they have a chance. What are you talking about? Yes, they do. But do they? That was a whole realm of thinking that I almost couldn't enter. But I think these conversations are so important. God love my mom. I grew up in a household where we didn't really talk about a whole lot of issues. Like, it is what it is. Is very, like the motto of my household. It was what it was. You know, she probably grew up that way too. Puerto Rican Catholic in the 50s is when she was born, you know, so she didn't know any difference. So I'm not downing her for it, but it wasn't a situation where you sat down and you talked about the ins and outs of stuff. 
Nobody talked me through my first heartbreak. Nobody talked me through my first time having sex with someone. Nobody talked me through my first period. Nobody ever talked to me about race. That wasn't a thing. You know, I grow up with a Caucasian or white stepfather. You know, all of my grandparents via him were white. You know, my family was far away. So, you know, I grew up in that arena. Like I said, it wasn't until I was in high school and I was like one of three Puerto Rican girls that was there that, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I want to straighten my hair now. Okay, I want to dress a little bit differently, but that's nothing compared to what's going on right now. I guess what I'm trying to say in the sense of all that background about my childhood and what I did and didn't get in the way of conversations is that I want to make sure that I'm very, very, very straightforward with my kid. And it sucks that they can't be children just a little bit longer. Because you want them to just think that every single thing is always going to be okay. And you want to be that superhero that can shield them from anything and everything. No matter what it is, the big bad monster just isn't going to get them. And that's just not the case. And that sucks. Sucks to hear and say as a mom. Anytime he has pain, I want to take it away. And I can't imagine how I would feel if George Floyd was lyric. I just have to sit on that for a second and figure out when I form the words to talk to him about racism. How's that going to work? You know, and then there's another layer of all of this that comes in when I have to talk to him about... Not all police are bad. Hopefully, he will know that in the example that my fiancé Marshall gives him. Because not just because he's one of my fiancés, he's one of the good cops. And I'm not going to get into a political debate with people about what was done and what shouldn't have been done with policies and, you know, all of that. I just know that my fiancé made an oath, a vow, a promise to protect and to serve, and I hope He will be, but I hope that is the shining example for my kid. I want him to always think of the sacrifices that the majority of police officers go through to save people's lives that most of them have never seen before, ever. Like I said, I'm not going to get on that whole rant because it's not about arguing with people right now. It's not about whose view is right and whose whose view is wrong. This is really just me talking to you as a mom, as a person of color, as someone said to me the other day. And I guess I am. I just never had it put that way to me. They said it in the sense of, you know, as a woman of color, you have a responsibility to say something and to speak out. Maybe that's true. I guess I have a bigger platform than a lot of people do with a podcast and a radio show that is in multiple cities, but I find myself at a loss for words in saying anything about this with talking to you and talking to my kid. Yeah, even now. How do I wrap this up? Like, how do I make this a fun, quippy out for really Riley like I always do? And the truth is I I don't have it. But I guess I can leave you with this. And this is as much a promise to you as a promise it is to myself when it comes to having these conversations with my kid is that I will. Maybe I won't find the right words. 
Maybe I won't be perfect in my delivery, but I will. And I feel like that could be a start. And I know there's some that could say, well, you could do more and you could do this and da 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 da. Hey, I'm learning just like you. And it's not to say that I won't. But having these difficult conversations with my son, my everything, is a start. And I'm going to wrap it up there, guys. I hope you have a really, really good rest of your day hanging with your loved ones. God willing, it's somewhat peaceful because I know so many things are not right now. And I'm sending you love and hugs and all the good juju possible in a really, really, really difficult time for everyone. Guys, I love you, love you, love you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. DMs are always open. If you just need somebody to talk to, hey, I'm here. Maybe there's some things you didn't like about what I said tonight. Hopefully not too many, but I'm here to listen to that too. Maybe I helped you out. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I like hearing that too. Hit me up at Riley Couture. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Snapchat is at Radio Recon and TikTok is Riley Couture 7. Y'all stay safe and I'll talk to you soon. It's really Riley.